Hey guys, welcome back to the Secret Language Podcast. Uh, we're back. Um, sorry things have been a little irregular lately. I, uh, I spent all of last week at camp. I spent the week before that preparing for camp, and I'm going to spend this week recovering for camp. Uh, that's not completely true. I just say that. But I do want to say that I'm very thankful that I have this episode on Backlog. I recorded this several weeks ago, and I've been just waiting for the right moment to post it. Um, It's going to be another episode of Cinephile Surveys, which I'm sure you saw from the title. Uh, This time, we have a guest that needs an introduction. Weighing 178 pounds. Hope you enjoy the show. He's a songwriter, a musician, a leaf collector, a short filmmaker. The only person I've ever met to be called a renaissance man. The egret himself, Matt Vaughn. Hi, thanks for having me on the show. I actually have lost five pounds. <laughs> so I'm at a good, I'm at a good 173 these days. <laughs> well, I was just guessing. That's not bad, I say. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I've got about 15 pounds on you, which is embarrassing. No, so. you're the you're the eldest son, man. I need yeah. to actually. I could probably get. I could probably stand to gain a little bit, actually. I'd be okay with one seventy three. That's kind of like a really nice goal for me right now. But ugh, that's not yeah. what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk <laughs> about movies. Matt, is this your first time on a podcast? Because it feels like it. <laughs> no, it's just been a bit of a bit of an adventure. A bit of a long time. <laughs> It has been a long time. I've essentially commandeered this podcast, (laughs) which I enjoy. It's cathartic for me to sit around in my room and talk to myself for half an hour (laughs) and post it for everyone to listen to. So it's worked out, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So how you been, man? Been gangster, man. I, (laughs) I believe it. (laughs) I've been doing real gangster. It's been really good. Life has been unfolding itself is very beautiful and i've been very grateful for that well good you are hanging out in bowling green for the summer just working odd jobs Mm -hmm. making that money yeah and then i've got one more year at fc final final year of college get my bachelor's so uh very very glad for where i'm at right now i'm uh, about to go on some trips about to do some summer camps It'll be a good good summer, I think. There are further what's left. Amen to that, man. I'm excited. I'm really excited to have you and Jessica at campus here. It's gonna be a blast, man. Yeah, dude. We're we're both very, very pumped. Well good. So <clears throat> movies. This is probably movies. I, I talk about movies with anyone that'll listen and anybody that'll contribute. So this is why I started this. Um I've essentially stolen this idea from another podcast, but I don't really care because like 14 people listen to this, so <laughs> fight me. For all um, of our listeners, not in the US, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> There's an occasional like France, occasional like Singapore. It's really wild. Man. Eventually, I like I think the guy shared it with someone because in that one, one week, I at least had two people from Singapore and I'm like, what in the world? I mean, it's cool, whatever. Like what you said, what are you even doing, man? <laughs> um, Matt, are you a movie person? Um, 
I I'll watch a movie here and there. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily put myself as like a movie person, but I I like a good number of them. Well, that's okay. It's a good place to start. If you had to take a pick, would you on a normal basis sit down to watch a TV show or a movie? On a normal basis? Yeah, just um I guess probably a movie. Like since I've been in college, I haven't like watched through a show. Um, I just haven't had like the time or dedication to like. That's like a big commitment. It's but I watch responsible of you. <laughs> you know, like I watch movies where it's like, you hang out with some friends for like, a couple hours, but it can. It's like I don't know. I don't know that I have like the, the space in the old think tank to deal with like school and everything else and then also try and keep track of like four different storylines that happen occasionally in my life i feel like i would be lost all the time well you're a better student than i am and than i was because i definitely watch tv shows and i definitely watch movies (laughs) so yeah yeah i mean to each their own i mean i mean dude kudos to you for being able to i just i don't know that i would i feel like i'd be like the the person in the movie who's asking everyone questions all the time during the TV show, but they've never seen it either. So they don't have the answers. It's like, <laughs> how do they know him? <laughs> Who is that? I don't know. I don't know. I think being out of school. Oh, I know being out of school has offered me a lot of free time. So like, especially during the winter, I mean, I, okay. I'm not going to blame it all on like not nice weather. Cause I've watched it during nice weather. But having that free time and with Sarah working nights, I have watched almost an embarrassing number of movies this year. Yeah. Like, I think the total as of today is 101. Oh, my goodness, bro. <laughs> We're like halfway through the year, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I don't know. It's not that. I don't think it's that big of a deal. But I, I've watched That's a lot. Funny. So a nice icebreaker question. And maybe mm. you heard this already. But do you think there's a difference between movies and films? Or do you just think it? Who cares? Uh, I'm probably in the who cares category. I've been listening to... Uh, I've been listening to your other two, like, movie review or film review cinephile things. And I was just to kind of just kind of get what you were going for. And, and I was also I was just interested. Um, and I also love to be the outsider. So I think I'll have Shout to out to Cole Gwynn. Shout out to Cole Gwynn and Adam. Uh, <laughs> I will happily say that I am not in their category. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. That's totally fine. Um, yeah, I mean, also, I was looking at this list of because I I filled out these, you know, kind of some things to to kind of have in my head, and just looking at like the movies that I have selected, and then the ones <laughs> they're talking about, it's like we're in two different planes of reality here. <laughs> That's okay. So uh, I think I'm just in a different ballpark. (laughs) What I think is really entertaining about this is because a lot of these questions are very subjective because like, because we're all different for one thing, but also a lot of them are pretty fluid. Like Mm. a year later, the answers could change. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I I think that's what's fun about it is because you kind of can get a grasp on who people are just based on their answers to the question which is the whole point so i i will ask this question even though you said no 
Uh, no, I'm not going to because you said no. Oh, fair enough. That's <laughs> skip. Next one. We're going to jump right into what I call the superlatives, which are bring it know, on. You know the the thing the most the best of X Y Z. Matt, are you a crier? Yeah, not for movies, but just in general, <laughs> I, I cry a lot. Actually, <laughs> that's kind of funny. I think. As a general rule, I cry pretty often. Um, but I actually do not. I can't recall a time I've cried in a movie, and I'm not saying that with like the matcha. Like, I've never cried, but like, I I just can't think of one. Like, not that I don't get caught up. Like, stories can be like incredibly compelling, and that's really cool. I appreciate that, but I just don't really cry in movies. I guess maybe that's not super healthy. Uh, no, no. I, I for know. a long time, that was me. And I started, I guess I've opened up with myself a little bit more. But for me, the things that make me cry are always like brother-based stories or like father-son-based stories. Most other yeah, things man. don't really bother me. But those two, man, they get me every single That'll time. That'll do it. I think so, uh, for your question, what's what's the movie that makes you cry the most? Um. Man, way to just steal my line. <laughs> I know. I've got the list. Uh, I'm hosting this show now. Um, I put down, this is the closest. This one like really struck me. I didn't like, I don't know if I teared up or whatever. Because it was also very late. That's probably part of it. When it's late and you're hey, like, oh. the answer is the answer. But I put a uh, Pete's Dragon. The newer Pete's Dragon, yeah, the new Pete's Dragon from like have... twenty, was it twenty fourteen or fifteen? Oh, is it that early? I thought it was like seventeen or eighteen, but I could be totally wrong on that. Oh, maybe it is later. I never saw the old one, um, like the one with the cartoon dragon, but this one has like Carl Urban or whatever in it. Whichever sure the guy, yeah, he's the guy from Lord of the Rings. He's one of the writers of Rohan, and then he's. He's like Bones from the new Star Treks. Oh, yes, yes, yes. He kind of always he's has the, like a scowl on his face. He's the guy with the face that everyone recognizes and no one knows who he is. Yeah, it's him. He's in it. But it's like there's a really... I mean, the kid... Spoilers, I don't know. Oh, that's really that's know, part of this whole thing. Just go for it. The kid's like orphaned at a very young age. And, he, and the dragon takes care of him. And... And then this new family like takes him in at the end of the movie, and he has to leave the dragon behind, even though like because it's good for the dragon to be free as well as for him to have an actual family. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. That was like a really cool story. Um, plus, like I don't know, it was like in the it like took place in like Washington. It's like really pretty scenery, and like the soundtrack was really good. The Lumineers did like one of the two of the songs. So the whole thing, I was just like kind of vibing with. But I don't know. It's like a sad, sad but happy kind of story. I don't know. That's that's a sweet answer. I have not seen that. I think I saw the first thirty minutes of it, and I slept through the rest of it. So yeah, it's kind of a sleeper. Like <laughs> when I worked at the grocery store, we had like a movie rental section before Redbox and stuff. Shout out to High Class. <laughs> yeah, go High Class. Do not go to High Class, please. Do not give them your business. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I remember. When I was like, when I had done all my duties at the store, I would read like the back of the movie boxes because I was so bored. Yeah. And so I would have like a vague idea of what happens in a lot of these movies. But I remember seeing that one and be like, I'll watch that. 
I'll watch that. <laughs> and then I did, and I was like, oh, snap. That was like a surprisingly good one. So it was like it was emotional. Yeah, I put it in the most emotionally resonant. Another story that just compels me is like Brother Bear for obvious reasons. Ooh, yes. I could talk about that for a long time, but yeah. I don't know that I've ever had like a cry cry sesh in a movie. Yeah, I don't think I've ever cried, but for me to qualify it, if I tear up, that is enough. Yeah, yeah. Because I I cry never, but tearing up is as close as I get. So I get that. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Matt, you're a pretty lighthearted guy. Mm-hmm. I think mm. one would say. What's Try the funniest to. movie you've ever seen? Uh, How do you feel about comedies? I don't know. I don't really like set out to watch comedies. Because um, at least for me, I think my sense of humor is like highly dependent on things that are unintentional. So, like, <laughs> I love it when like, I mean, it's cool when like a movie does like a this is obviously a joke they're trying to do and that can be really funny. But I think it's even more hilarious when like there's like a bad actor or or like a really poor like some kind of technical I think that just kills me. So you like laughing um, at the movie, not at the joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't really watch like comedies very much. That's okay. It's like some of them can be pretty crass, I guess. Oh but, yeah. Um laughed at the most. I don't know. Um, you're allowed to give honorable mentions. Honorable mentions are great. Yeah, I mean, honorable mention would be something like, I mean, like just the first time around, like Nacho Libre made me laugh as a kid a lot. Or I was one. I saw one recently. I can't remember what it was though. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember. I don't know anything where the. It, there's some kind of poor technical quality that they could not seem to get a hold of. Um, man, it's always funnier too. I don't ever really laugh at things like this when I'm by myself. I don't really watch too much stuff by myself. Yeah, but like if I'm with the right crowd, dude, I get I get dying laughing. You, you get rowdy. Kind of egg each other on. Actually, okay. So this is probably the worst thing I've ever done to someone no that's actually not true but i like to say it is <laughs> the that night like it's like the night before spring break my sophomore year at fc and there's a bunch of people that were going to go up to the course room and watch the movie on the projector and like bring mm-hmm. couches in there and there's like a whole group and they're 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 gonna watch uh a quiet place yes which is not a funny movie it's no it's incred- not incredibly sad and suspenseful but, uh, it's suspenseful. It's a really good movie, but <laughs> I think because it was, it was dark. It was, there was like an air of seriousness because of the movie topic. And I was sitting by my good friend, Cole Gwynn, and he just, he sidles up next to me and he, he's got pulled up on his picture, on his phone, a picture of JJ, the jet plane, which is like this old, it's like a 3d animated show. Where it's like all these planes where they have like human faces, like it's flesh like faces. the train engine, but with like yeah, airplanes they like these like nah, I mean it's a gross animation, Ooh, and I just bad. started losing it, like crying, like trying not to laugh out loud. But then, I mean, I had to one up him, right? So then I look up another character, Big Jake, 
And then he counters with Herky the helicopter. And we were literally just <laughs> laughing so loud. Like right as all this horrible stuff is happening in the movie. And all some of the other people, which are cool with it now, were sufficiently irked <laughs> for for a good reason. Because I mean, it's like this is so sad and we're just dying. Laughing. <laughs> You're just laughing at Herky the helicopter. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't even laugh at that movie. But anytime I think about laughing... And movie in the same sentence. That's what I always think of. That that was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Do you can you come up with an answer, or are you going to just stick with Nacho Libre? Um, I'll be disappointed if you do, but I'll take it. Like I don't know. Like I'm not. Hot Rod's really funny. Oh, so you're going to stick with Nacho Libre? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Call me cheap. I will. I mean, that's the same thing that Adam said. Mm. And I talked about how that movie has been on so many times in our house that I, I cannot stand to watch it again. Yeah. I mean, I've seen it enough that I don't really want to ever see it again. Like I ever, would wager but... it's like a hundred times. Probably. Like, actually, probably. But, yeah, that's probably, that's probably what I would say. Matt, do you like scary movies? No. I don't, I don't like them at all. I get that. There's I don't few, watch them either. There's a few like thrillers that I think are really fun because it's like suspenseful, but yeah. like scary like movies or like horror movies, I just do not care for those at all. Agreed. But what movie has scared you the most? Even if it's not meant to be a horror movie, like mm-hmm. it could be something you saw as a kid that just terrified you, or yeah, definitely number one. The first thing I thought of was uh. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. I remember being a little little child, and uh, the scene where they get Zam Wessel out of the club at Coruscant, and they're like interrogating her, and then Jango shoots her with this poison dart, and she's she's a shapeshifter, and she's been shapeshifting to look human the whole time, but you don't know that. And whenever she dies, she like shapeshifts back to this ugly, I guess it's like her true form or whatever, but it's nasty and. That terrified me as a kid. Was, I would like hide my eyes from that scene. I love the movie, but like I'd be like, oh, <laughs> <You know? laughs> I like, yeah. couldn't get it out of my head. It was really scary. And to this, I remember I saw it the other day and I was like, what in the world? Like, that's just bad animation. But <laughs> that really scared me as a kid. I think the other one, maybe the other, another pick that's maybe a little more legitimate is uh, the al- the first Alien movie. Oh yes, that is a proper that like, scary movie. That's like not really like. It doesn't do a lot of jump scares. It's just just like a whole lot of tension. Like the whole time, I felt like I was like clenching all the muscles in my body. I was like, oh yeah, no, so that's easy. I think that's a proper scary movie. Yeah, like that. That is an absolutely legitimate answer. Because it wasn't like super gratuitous. It was just like just made, just set the teeth on edge, as it were. Oh, yeah. No, that's a great answer. That's fantastic. I like, I don't know. It was like really simple, too, because it was like you get like a small number of characters. It's all contained on this one ship that has like a pretty streamlined design. Like it wasn't like a really super complicated movie, which I yeah. liked, which added yeah. to it, you know. It's Absolutely. Like you got one thing going on, dude, and you better be worried about it. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a fantastic answer. I 
I like that movie a lot. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm very excited to show Megan Jaws this weekend. <laughs> Yikes. I've never actually seen Jaws. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Steven Spielberg, so naturally. But it's very good because you think about it every time you go to the ocean. Mm. Even though it's a little cheesy, it's still terrifying because it could actually happen. And it has actually happened to lots of people. <laughs> and so you just, every time you're like, you, even if you joke with your friends, you're like, huh? huh? What about Jaws? Have you seen that? And you're like, it just, it it lives in your head. Mm. So it's going to freak yeah. her out. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, it might be amplified by how tired she'll be after camp. That'll be wild. That's fine. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited either way. It'll be good. Yeah, Matt, you're you're you have a nice artistic style. You have uh, an eye for such things. Hmm. What's the visually the prettiest movie you've ever seen? Um, I think the two I put for this one are uh, they're both animated movies. So I don't know if that's cheap. No, but it is your answers. Um, it doesn't have to be. To anyone's standards but your own. I really love the art style of there's a movie called The Wind Rises. Okay. It's a it's a Studio Ghibli movie. I knew you were gonna say Studio Ghibli. Yeah. I was just waiting for it. And then there's another one that I think probably would actually take it for me called Porco Rosso. And it's just like s- it's it's gorgeous, man. Like literally the whole thing is like hand drawn and all the backgrounds are like hand painted and it's like all like influenced by impressionist art it's like so streamlined it looks it looks like so good which i don't know if this counts for like visually i think it's part of it for me is like the music is like it's like moving and it's like powerful it's like sweeping it's like orchestral stuff it's like it's really pretty stuff like even if i couldn't hear it i would love to just watch like gifts take just watch it happen yeah. yeah it's like the animation is just like next level they're both really good they do like incredible things with color both of them like uh in porco rosso you it's about this guy who's like a fighter jet he's like a he's a fighter jet or he is a he fighter flies one he pilot flies one. okay fighter pilot. And like, <laughs> now we're going back to jj yeah. the jet plane yeah i just can't get away right <laughs> But it takes place in like Italy. And so like there's all these like you know, these like blue oceans and these green like cliff sides on the on the water, and he's in this like cherry red fighter that just zips around. It's like it's so it looks so good. Um I'm just like super impressed by by the stuff they do. So I'd probably say I, that. That's great. I I think you're the only you're the reason that I'd even heard of Studio Ghibli. I've only mm. seen one of their movies. I watched Spirited Away, which mm-hmm. I didn't love. Um, but they were visually just really awesome and really entertaining. Yeah, it's incredible. I just didn't I didn't like the soft storytelling. It was like you just kind of didn't know what was going on or why it was going on. Yeah, it's which a, like it's is a whole fine. Thing. It's fine. Like I don't care, but it's just not the kind of storytelling that I like. So it was yeah, uh, rough for me to watch. There's a lot of differences. Like, 
especially with that studio, they're very, they're like very much, they'll drop you in like a fictional world and then just show you things on the way and expect you to piece it together rather than telling you and telling you, which is, which is a cool choice that can make things difficult. And just like, for one, they don't make short movies like for animated, like they're all like 20 minutes or something animated movies, but, or sorry, two hours. But, um, the storytelling is very different from like an it's animated a far cry in America, you know, like just the way they tell stories and like the pacing is like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be watching one and like you get what you think would be like, we're reaching like, the really rising action of the storyline. Then it's like, I got an hour 30 left and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So it's just a kind of a different thing, but I really like the way those look. That's kind of like a cool thing. Oh yeah. No, that's, they're very, very pretty movies. Matt, what movie gives you the most nostalgia? And it doesn't have to be for like your childhood, but just at any, for any point in your life, what movie gives you the most nostalgia? I think, uh, the old Robin Hood, like the Disney one, oh. where he's like, he's like the fox and like Baloo the bear. Yes, he's like, uh, he's like little John. I love that one. That it just reminds is... me of like hanging out as like a kid on our like cream yellow carpet. <laughs> yeah, and like I don't know, it's just like a cool. I remember watching it a lot as a kid. That is like a top it kind three. of like a. Yeah, yeah, it's like super good and. It was a weird thing. I think it connected more too because it was like they literally used like the same artists and like characters as other as like the Jungle Book and stuff. So it was like I I know these guys, you know. So like, have you seen the know. side by sides? Mm-mm. Oh yeah, this. I mean, you're you're spot on with this, but that's something that Disney animators did for a long time, especially in that like golden age. Is they basically took your basic character models. And they just recycled them. So you can take shot for shot. They're like identical scenes from like Winnie the Pooh and the Jungle Book. And like the Jungle Book and Robin Hood. And like they're just literally identical. They just literally drew a different body around the frame. Mm. Like it's really interesting. And y'all, it's almost kind of cheap. But when you're hand animating everything, (laughs) yeah, man, go for it. I don't care. Yeah. As a kid, I thought it was cool. I was like, that looks just like blue, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it creates a nice, like, visual, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like, a, it's like a visual language where, like, you can constantly keep tying them together. It makes you mm. keep coming back to their movies. Or, like, uh, the snake is the same. Yeah. The snake always made me really mad. I was always quite <laughs> frustrated with the snake. Back when but. they would make a snake just get absolutely hammered in a kid's movie. Yeah, I didn't understand. It's like, this is a bad case of the hiccups, man. I don't know. <laughs> he can't control himself. He's just in trouble. It was a different time, man. It was a different time. Yeah, that's for sure. Matt, here comes an embarrassing question that I don't think we've ever talked about. Bring it. Who was your first celebrity crush? The first time you ever saw a girl or a woman in a movie and you went, hello. Um... I think probably um I think probably Natalie Portman 
as like Padme. Yeah. Like I think we watched the prequels like a ton. Oh, we watched the prequels way more than we watched the original series. Like a ton. And I was I remember just thinking like, wow, that is a pretty girl. But I don't know, I was also like an extremely late bloomer on that kind of thing, I think. Like <laughs> I think I was like 14 <laughs> before I ever thought about someone in real life and was like I think I like that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've heard about people talking where it's like having like celebrity crushes or crushes on people when they're like six and i was like i was not even on my radar bro. <laughs> like I, I didn't know i don't know where i was at but i was not there man <laughs> yeah no that's that is a that's you're not the first person i've ever heard to say yeah natalie portman in star wars yeah yeah because she's like also like a she's like kind and like a like a morally good person so it's like oh it's super cool you know oh yeah she's like the the neutral she's like the Oh man, yeah. Yeah, she's I mean, really, she's really cool. It's she's kind of supposed to imitate Leia, except she's not nearly as like sassy and brash. <laughs> yeah. So it's like she's a lot more likable just as a character and as a person. Yeah, I think so. No, yeah, that's a that answer will fly. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. Know. Dog a coon up a tree. That dog will hunt. Yeah. <laughs> dog a coon up a tree. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was talking to someone earlier about where the red fern grows. And it's been oh, yeah. No, yeah. I was thinking about that one the other day. Matt, if you... I'm not liking the book. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, Unhealthy you're fine. I know you don't watch a lot of movies, but imagine this hypothetical situation where you have to watch the same movie over and over and over again for 24 straight hours. Okay. What movie are you going to watch? I would have to say close tie between uh, Pinocchio 3000 starring Howie Mandel and Whoopi Goldberg. Excuse me, what? Or... uh, I've never heard of this thing. Hold on, no, tell tell me more. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Pinocchio three thousand is an actual movie. What? It's about it's base. It's like a rehash of Pinocchio, but in the future, Mm. he's a robot instead of a a puppet. Ah. And it's starring Howie Mandel as Geppetto, (laughs) and Whoopi Goldberg as like the fairy slash genie. And they're all like futuristic. It's kind of like if you took Pinocchio and mixed it with robots and also mixed it with Meet the Robinsons. I've actually never seen it, but I've you seen it. better not be pulling my leg on this, man. It's real. It's you real, bro. Be, better not be messing with me on this. So I'd say either that or. <laughs> I'm guessing that's the type of movie where you're going to laugh at it because it is just a trash fire. Yeah, probably. Or Dougal. <laughs> Do you remember Dougal? No. Remember it had the. I had the spring guys. There's a red one and a blue one. They're like wizards. They have, they're springs. There's McDonald's toys based off of them. Uh, no. Oh. It sounded yeah, familiar when you said it, and then you said spring guys, and, and, and nope, and you, you lost me again. Let me try and look up Dougal really quick. How? Uh, where have you seen this movie, Pinocchio 3000? And how many times have you seen it? I've seen the trailer. Because the answer is probably too many times. Yeah, I've just seen the trailer actually on YouTube, but that's enough for me. 
Dougal and the two cat and, and the blue cat. The magic roundabout. Hey, remember it's uh, Dougal. Do you remember this guy? This is Zebedee from Dougal. Uh I I I vaguely recognize the character. The movie See Dougal. The- yeah, no, I don't remember that. I I vaguely remember Dougal, but not that not that dude. Dougal's the dog. This is pretty incredible. I looked it up on Letterboxd, and its average rating is one and a half stars. Oh, with the majority of them being half a star. <laughs> it's really funny. It's like you've got a couple that are like five stars, and then you've got a whole lot mm. on the far end, and then pretty much nothing in the middle. Man, yeah, I actually don't remember that movie, but I remember Why the McDonald's would you pick that toys. One? I'm just curious. I just thought it'd be funny to say. <laughs> I don't <laughs> really have an actual on me. Maybe uh, Hermie uh, and Busby. <laughs> what is it? Hermie and Busby. <laughs> That's a good movie. Oh remember Grandma Got Those? Yes. The, uh, the uh, Max Licato <laughs> movies. <laughs> <laughs> it was Busby and then uh, the Beatles. Yeah, it was the, it, the Water Beatles. Yeah, that was a rough time. Hermie. Yeah, probably Maybe. one of those for for twenty four hours straight. I'm writing down Pinocchio three thousand because I'm not writing down Dougal. Yeah, yeah. I think this is the first time anyone's ever picked a movie that they've never seen. That is a wild proposition to say. I'm going to take this movie. Coming in blind, I'm just gonna watch it for 24 straight hours. Might as well, man. That is a uh, bold decision. Matt, what was the last movie you saw in a theater? Ferris Bueller. Ah, love that movie. Yeah, that was a cool. That was a cool movie. I like that one. Do you think movies are best seen in a theater, or is it just whatever? Hmm. I don't know. Like, I think it's really fun to, if it's like a movie you're excited for, go watch it with your friends in the theater. And obviously, like, the experience is crazy. Like, uh, like the sound and there's just a lot that goes in. Like, you know, the carpet that looks like it's like a billion years old and it smells like popcorn, and it's, like, it gets all dark. And like, that's always a really fun, like, childlike thing. But uh i also like i'm a huge fan of just like putting on a movie like at your house you know yeah i know it's not like a from your last two guests a popular answer but i don't know i like both they both have their place i think yeah so what movie do you want to see the most in the theater um i'd say prince of egypt actually Ooh, okay this is a very animation heavy uh slate of movies yeah, not I was a bad, realizing not this. a bad thing. Not a bad thing. I was realizing. But, I mean, your your other guests were talking about like these movies that have won Oscars, and I was looking at this list I have. <laughs> I'm not even done yet, and I was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> I'm gonna look like a child." <laughs> no, no. Why would you say Prince of Egypt? I don't know. I saw it once on like a Thursday afternoon in the middle of the day, and I was like, I, "That was kind of cool." And so it seemed like pretty ambitious and kind of like a, i mean obviously like a cool story so i think it'd be awesome to see see that in the theater 
like uh yeah. the music's really big and like some of the scenes are like really like huge i think that'd be cool with the speakers like i don't know oh, plus yeah. i'm like a kind of a kind of a fan of that uh that art style that doesn't exist anymore like yeah there there were a couple movies that came out that looked like that and then that was it yeah. it's like you see like that treasure with... planet and like i was thinking more like the road to el dorado yeah that that kind of thing yeah or like the iron giants kind of similar it yeah it is i hadn't thought like, about i kind of dig that but i guess dreamworks doesn't make movies that are like 2d animated anymore most I know most places don't i kind of dig it i was like I thought it was cool, but probably that movie. I know it's like very different from and takes, which is, I mean, anything that adapts has to take artistic liberty, but oh, there's some cool stuff in that movie. I think it'd be cool to see in a theater. No, oh, yeah. To bring it full circle, I've seen that movie once and it was in McCarty. No, not McCarty. It was in HK. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People went up and like logged on the computer and popped it in on the projector. It's actually like a good movie. Yeah, no, it's not bad at all. That's that song with Heaven's Eyes. That's a good song, man. Oh yeah, I could definitely Jethro scenes. I could definitely see that being good in the theater. Side note, really cool artistic choice. Every time that God speaks in that movie, they use a different voice actor. Oh yeah, also, I think I remember like, that. Actors in the movie, so like at one point when God's talking, like out of the burning bush, or like even in between lines, they'll have like the guy that plays Pharaoh or the guy that plays Jethro or even the guy that plays Moses, like they'll all different, they'll all speak. So that way it, it kind of keeps them like the transcendent kind of thing. I yeah. thought that was a cool, cool choice. I was like, no, absolutely. That's kind of I think that's a good way to do it. Yeah. That was cool. Matt, what's your favorite opening to a movie? Um, You pop it in, it gets started, it just really gets you going. Yeah, some of them, well, I think most of them, for me, don't stand out a ton, so I had to think a while on this one, but I think the one I settled on was Baby Driver. Oh. That's, like, such a, that's, like, a really good start to a movie. Oh, like, man. you learn, like, a lot about the characters already. It's, like, actually, like, keeps you on the edge of your seat and, like, just, like, immediately, like, puts you, puts you in, in, in for the, in for the ride. It sets the tone really well. Yeah, you you get the action sequences that just power through in the movie. Uh, it sets the tone with the music, how everything is going to be on time. Yeah, it's oh, it's such a fantastic answer. I showed like you it, that movie. Yeah, so I feel yeah, really good about that. <laughs> like, I think it, like it shows you about the characters, three of which are like recurring characters, right? And like. Um, I mean, the directing is crazy. That the car chase is like, I think probably like the best car chase I think I've ever seen. Because like, without a doubt, it makes you feel like I don't know. It's just like it's so intense. There's like so many shots. It's like 400 shots in like two minutes. Like, and it's all like imagine. real, you know? Like, oh yeah, Edgar Wright got a lot of hate from the people of Atlanta for, <laughs> I mean, a city that already is known for how bad its traffic is. And then he's shutting down entire sections of the interstate to shoot this wacky stuff. Seriously. I mean, I like that. The start of that movie. I mean, it plays through like a whole like strong, like five minute song. And it's that's one of my favorite songs. 
on that like playlist. Also, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like a grade A playlist. Like fantastic. I listened to that for a long time after the first time I saw that movie. Yeah. In fact, it's still on my recently played list on Spotify. <laughs> it's yeah, a very yeah, yeah. good. It's a very good playlist. So I'd probably say that one. Oh, fantastic. What's your favorite ending to a movie? Definitely Kung Fu Panda 2. Okay. That is like so awesome. You're known for loving Kung Fu Panda, so that's... Dude, Kung Fu Panda is, a, is slept on, bro. And... Remind me how that one ends, because I don't okay. quite remember. So at the beginning, of, I mean, the first movie, it's got some heart. It's got some good feels, but it's like a it's a kid's movie. It's In goofy. Kind, it's yeah. Jack Black is a panda that does Kung Fu. He's big and chubby. Everyone else is not chubby. It's, you know, you got to have fun. So it's Jack Black's comedy. I'm right. fat and everyone else isn't. Yeah, it's like his bit. But then the second one, it immediately starts with like this insane depth where that's a good start to the movie as well. I like that one. But at the beginning, the move, the beginning of the movie, Master Shifu says, Poe, like the next step of your training is to learn inner peace. And throughout the movie, you figure out he's got a lot of inner turmoil because he's an orphan. And he's un- he throughout the movie, he uncovers like a terrible truth about his past and his parents. And like his storyline is also like side by side with the villain, uh, Lord Shin, who's his peacock, played by Gary Oldman, by the way, which is insane. I was, I was about to look up who played that villain. Yeah. Uh, Commissioner Gordon plays a... Uh, the peacock villain (laughs) also winston churchill yeah yeah crazy but um and so poe has to go through this journey that's painful for him but he eventually learns inner peace and um all of which lord shin is doing is trying to like prove himself to his parents and it just it just be like ends in destruction and violence and like at the end of the movie, Poe is able to win because he's learned inner peace. And he does like the same martial arts technique that Shifu like demonstrated at the beginning. And it like that's how he defeats Shen. And it's like by his like inner peace, he's able to triumph over those who even are like more powerful or more numerous are like thriving off of turmoil. It's like a really, really cool thing. It's like extremely powerful and i was like snap like what in the world i was not expecting this when i came here to watch kung fu panda <laughs> you know like yeah it's just a good movie like it was really cool it was like a really satisfying ending to a movie like the score is really awesome and stuff but like i like that a lot plus okay on a forget the stories telling stuff it's just raw dude Lord Shin's got like a fleet of battleships, right? And he's his whole bit is like he uses like these like fireworks to invent these huge like war cannons and he's going to conquer all of China, right? Yeah. And so like Poe is like the last one before the fleet like leaves the city and, and like hits the ocean to hit like conquer the world. And he's on this little like rock he's standing on. And Lord Shin fires the cannon directly at him. And like through the technique of like the inner peace thing, he like twirls it around his body and he like reflects it back and it like shoots straight back into the cannon and like the metal like melts and like curls out. Like it's raw, dude. He like sinks like all these ships. It's like epic. 
I was like, snap, bro. Like, the story's cool, but that is sick, man. I don't know. Love that movie. Yeah, it's that's probably the only thing I remember from that movie. Actually, I remember more than that, but yeah. That's yeah. definitely quite an ending. It's good stuff. For better or for worse, what movie surprised you the most? Maybe you're surprised at how good something was or surprised at how bad something was or just a plot twist that just totally knocked your feet out from under you. Um, I would say, I would say three honorable mentions here. First, uh, Kubo and the two strings. Nope. Um, cause I don't like stop motion animation. It's really unnerving to me. <laughs> It just is like really unsettling. I hate watching it. Like it makes me feel bad. Like so, I, I could send you gifts of Wallace and Gromit, and your skin would just crawl. Yeah, dude, I just don't like it. It's like Uncanny Valley or something. Like okay, I, yeah, sure. something was brought up, and I looked up a clip from Wallace and Gromit a couple weeks ago. I was like, I had like a physical reaction. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I was like, ugh, like it's gross. But cute with the two strings is like really cool. Yeah, you were a big advocate like, for that one. Cause there's other weird, but like Wallace and Gromit, like I, and I get it. Like there's like a ton of work that goes into that. And that's like a crazy amount of detail, but like stuff like that, or like chicken run or like core, like I hate that stuff. I don't like it. But Kubo and the two strings, like it didn't look gross to me. And so I was yeah. like, snap. All right. So that's probably one. Another one would be uh 10 Cloverfield lane. Yes. That one surprised me just because I didn't know what I was watching the whole time. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. It keeps you on your toes. I mean, the first time, like, when she first crashes, that's pretty, like, jarring. But then it's like, is this a psychological thriller? Is this dude crazy? Then it's like, at the end, it's like an alien movie. And I'm like, what is even happening? Like, what? Yeah. And it, it wasn't, really... like, done, like, poorly or anything. But I was just like, I was constantly, there's, like, a few times where I was like, I don't know what genre this movie even is right now. You know? Yeah, it throws you for a lot of loops. Yeah. And then uh, this one's later on my list as well. But another one that surprised me was the movie Silence. Oh, I have yet to see that. It's. I don't want to spoil it then. I won't say anything because that one is worth not spoiling. Yeah, it's on my watch list and I've been trying to... I've been waiting for it to come onto a streaming service, but I might just have mm. to cough up my $4 to watch it on Amazon. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, was it Martin Skorskeski? More Schmeshy? He directs it, and he's like... I want steam. you to take a second crack at that last name, just for the, just to hear it again. And then after Martin Scorchy has directed <laughs> the movie, it's got, like, Andrew Garfield and Adam Driver. Like, it's, like, a good... And they're, like, really good in that movie. But the story's, like, incredible based on a true story Liam Neeson's in it Liam Neeson it's like based on a true story it's like shot very well it's like really compelling like it's a really good movie but it the ending surprised me um and I was like whoa like did not see that coming but I would recommend with a keen eye uh watching that movie okay it's a story about faith which is kind of cool yeah so those are your honorable mentions. What's your what's your pick? I don't know any of those. Probably silence. That's the one that like actually like I was like probably really like outright surprised me the most. Yeah. See, 
you've given yourself a lot of grief about picking a lot of animated movies, but that is a like proper serious film. Like that is that's big stuff. Yeah, yeah. That don't sell yourself short here. Well, so the other one, rather not. Yeah, I was just gonna. I just want to make a joke at some point in this podcast about the pacifier. <laughs> Good grief! Or something like that. You know starring, something? Starring the like the brother from Everyone Loves Raymond. He's really hairy. He's like the wrestling coach. <laughs> the principal. You know what is, is the principal? Cr- yeah. You know what is oh. crazy? Crazy. The other day. Oh, not the other day. It was a couple weeks ago. Ben and Rachel were in town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so whenever like the kids come up, they stay with us. Well, Ben stays with us, and I was we were going to like the the science museum or something, and I had Ben in the car, and we were going to meet the Boyers and the kids there. And I asked Ben, I was kind of running through these questions with him just for fun. I'm like, let's let's see what the seven year old has in store. And I said, Ben, what's the funniest? What's your favorite movie? Or like, what's the funny? Oh, it was what's the funniest movie you've ever seen? He goes, The Pacifier. I said, How have you seen that movie? That's like an artifact, bro. <laughs> it is an artifact. <laughs> and then a couple of weeks ago, Jeremy covered it on his podcast, and I'm like, What in the world? The it's all it's coming like, back, making a comeback. <laughs> I think this weird like plot where like, like the teenage son is like a he's like playing a Nazi. In, like, he's in the, the sound play. of music yeah and then like but they reveal it like he's a neo-nazi that? they're like he's a nazi and i was like i remember being a kid and being like is that a bad thing like, <laughs> like we saw that in on. age we didn't even know what nazis were we're like okay yeah sure it's so funny that's hilarious <laughs> <laughs> i want to backtrack just a sec to your uh disdain of stop motion mm. how do you feel about like Fantastic Mr. Fox or like Isle of Dogs. I've never seen, seen those. I've never seen it. I've I've heard people tell me that I would love those movies. I think you would. I really this think is like, you'd like. Is like a Wes lot. Anderson or something? <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, like I have a mad respect for symmetry. That really calls out to me. But oh man, on the whole, don't get me started. I do not like stop motion, man. I, I there's would some want... funny ones like I rewatched the other day Flushed Away. That's a funny movie. <clears throat> Flushed Away is like, I mean, it's literally about rats in the toilet, but <laughs> it's like a funny movie. Like it's actually really funny. And they got Hugh Jackman to star in it. <laughs> Hugh Jackman and Ian McKellen, like it's wild. But I still like the whole time. I was also like in the back of my head. There's like a little voice saying, "Don't trust it. It's stop motion. It's <laughs> gross." Like you're not allowed to watch this. I, I really I want you. It. I really do. Actually, I think we'll do that next time. Like we hang out together, we should watch Isle of Dogs because I think, yeah, of those two, I think that's the one you'd like the most. Yeah, uh, I'm done. I I like all of Wes Anderson's movies, but I think those are movies that I think you could really respect and enjoy. Yeah, dude, I'm done. That'd be cool. Right on, man. Okay, so this is one of my favorite topics because it's everyone has a movie like this, and you've brought up a lot of them. Mm-hmm. What is a objectively bad movie? Gets horrible reviews. Everyone says this movie is absolutely a garbage fire, and you're like, I love this movie. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, probably Jurassic Park. If I uh, could slap <laughs> you through a computer screen, I would. Because obviously, like it's kind of like a 
I mean, it literally is like a Walmart dollar bin movie. Jurassic but, uh, Park. Have you seen yeah. that movie? Yeah. But that I, movie I like dinosaurs. Excellent. So that movie does have a place in my, in my heart. Matt, that movie is excellent. Um, it's all right. I think it is one of the best movies ever made. How dare you? Maybe in a similar vein. This one, I forgot to mention this one earlier. This one actually really fit as well for movie that makes me laugh the most there's a movie out there called croczilla <laughs> that is a gym dude there's like a so it's like a i don't even know where i saw it on like the sci-fi channel at like <laughs> midnight one time <laughs> dude seriously the sci-fi channel is the wackest thing i've ever seen ever. you've seen the move you've seen the memes where it's like history channel at <laughs> yeah past midnight dude that's the sci-fi channel all day bro and so i remember seeing one called croczilla and i was like all right i'll watch that i watched it and it was so funny and so i ordered it on amazon for five dollars i own you a dvd own i own a dvd of this. <laughs> and dude here's the plot let me tell you the plot <laughs> this rich girl has I don't know why she has this much money or why it's even cash, but she has like half a million dollars in like cash in her purse. And there's this ginormous crocodile who's like 30 feet long, Croczilla, that eats her purse and her boyfriend. No. <laughs> um, which she hated anyway. But she like is desperate to get the money back. And then the whole rest of the movie is like this, it's this weird, wacky trip to like, hunt the gator down but then like <laughs> there's like this gator whisperer who like knew the gator as a little baby he like raised it and he doesn't want it to die and then like the whole military's in on it but then like there's a local guy who wants to he's like a local like it's kind of like a seedy gross greedy man and his henchman who's a chef <laughs> he just the whole movie he's wearing a chef hat i don't know why <laughs> he uh he wants to hunt it down because there's like a bounty on its head, right? Yeah. And then like there's this washed up cop who like the whole bit is that he can't like aim a gun at all. Like it's just all these wacky Barney characters. Fife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, all these like wacky characters. And eventually the gator's defeated. Everything's resolved. <laughs> it was something. I think it was dynamite or something. Like it like, <laughs> blew up or something. And then at the end, like the resolving, like final scene is the lady <laughs> who ends up being with like the the cop who can't aim and his son, and she's like literally like the last scene. She's she's taping together the dollar bills <laughs> because they've been like shredded up in its stomach, yeah. and she's taping them back together so she can spend the money, which is like so funny. <laughs> so that's I a think... bad movie that I love, and it's also. Okay. I've laughed very hard at that movie. I was about to say, if that's not your answer, I'm putting it down because you clearly yeah. love this movie. And it's like surprisingly clean. Like I think a lot of those like really low budget movies. Oh man. They'll put some like horrible stuff in there. But I think it had like maybe like three words. There is one part that's really weird. Um where like I guess in I think it's like a Japanese movie or a Korean movie or something. It's in English. Like big, the words are in big English, fan. Yeah, but uh, I guess it's like a culture thing that when like little kids go swimming or bathing, they're just all naked. Yes. And so 
there's like a swimming scene with like the little son and they're just all actually naked <laughs> and it's like that's not cool <laughs> but um but like the movie doesn't treat it like anything it's not like a bit like it's it's not even like a joke of the movie it's just that like it just happens in the movie for like less than a minute but i remember being like what more? but like there's almost no language or like any kind of like sexual stuff which is good but it's like it's a trip dude that movie's a trip so for me with this answer i'm i i think spider-man 3 is the easy answer for me because i Mm. genuinely love that movie yeah 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 close second maybe not close but second is uh the man who killed hitler and then bigfoot Mm. yeah we watched that together that movie is a trip it is like a boomer's fever dream, man. It is like, <laughs> that's right. I killed Hitler and then I killed the Bigfoot. It's so wacky. It's what Sam Elliott. Oh my goodness. It is. It's a hot mess. Yeah. I don't I know love, that. I, I think love he's like ruined to me because <laughs> I know he's done a lot of serious acting and he's like esteemed because of that. Yeah. Like the only movies I've seen him in is that and Ghost Rider. So to me, he's just like a joke. Like. He does not have like a a good history in my brain. That is one like of the an actor. <laughs> that is one of the best memories I have is a couple of days before I'm getting married, you and Will come stay the night in my apartment. You didn't even and stay Evan, the night, right? you just came over to visit. Yeah, it was you, me, Will and Evan, and we just sat and watched Ghost Rider. Four yeah. people crammed on my couch. What a movie. It was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> So this is, the next question is the exact opposite. What is a good movie that everyone says is very good? And you're like, uh, I don't get it. That movie stunk. Mm. I don't know. I couldn't really think of any good ones. See, I think this one's a lot easier for me. Yeah. yeah. I think there's just, a, I haven't watched like a ton of like. What like people call good movies. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I gingerly put this down. Uh, as like a repeat, I put silence down, not because I hate it, but because I was surprised and it was like a disappointing kind of surprise. Hmm, that's fair. Um, I don't hate the movie, so it doesn't really fit the category, but that's the closest one that I, I probably think I'd put. Hmm. We'll hold off if you don't have an answer. Like, I'm not going to force you to say anything. Yeah. If If you don't have a good answer for it. See, I... I'm kind of, I, on a given basis, I'll watch movies that are either very good or pretty good, or that are just absolutely just wacky and off the wall weird. Mm, mm. So I'm kind of all over the place. Oh boy. Um, <clears throat> okay. So let's say uh, you have a theater full of all of your friends. And you get to screen two movies for everybody to watch. What two yeah. movies are you picking out? I'd probably put the first as like La La Land. Oh, yes! Because that one's just like really good for a, a billion reasons. That's just like a good, good movie. Because also this is part of a trick. I would like to start them off with La La Land. Get everybody feeling a little bit artistic, feeling a little bit feeling a little bit upper upper crust kind of people a and little then sad my, a little bit a little sad happy. 
feel torn. You feel you appreciate it, but you're hurt. And then I hit him with my second feature, a film from our childhood. Here they come, screaming across the sky. It's lots and lots of jets and planes. <laughs> the greatest collection of aviation DVDs we've ever offered. And for this special TV offer, you can get two DVDs for the price of one. I'd probably play that. Um, I know it's a two. I know it's a two DVD set, but I would just play the first one probably. How long did you have that open in your internet browser waiting for that? The entire time so far. (laughs) Literally the entire time. I've been waiting to make that joke. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You're the weirdest person I've ever met. (laughs) Lots and... Even planes that fly real low. Planes. If not... Fast planes. Slow planes. I'm pretty sure... Remember when we made the joke? We were like, what if they did that with babies? Oh, yeah. Lots Big babies, small babies. babies, smoking babies. Classic. We thought man. that was the funniest thing. That was really good. Yeah, Is so that, I'd probably... Because if I, if I know my friends, I would want them to know what's going on in my brain all the time. <laughs> which is this constant eternal battle of incredibly meaningful and powerful things with absolute ridiculous <laughs> nonsense. That's just what's going on <laughs> between my ears all the time. Oh my goodness. If okay, so I've I've been putting all of these answers into a list on Letterboxd mm. and I'm awfully doubtful that lots and lots of planes. Is if that the title? It up, it's I looked up on IMDb. I think it's just jets and planes. Okay, jets and but planes. I remember it from the commercial, which is lots and lots of jets and planes. If it's not on there, which I'm doubting it is, it might be. Who knows? If it's mm-hmm. not on there, I'm just going to put Kung Fu Panda 2. Yeah, that'd be good. Because you love that movie. <clears throat> now, Matt, here comes the big one. This is um, this is the hardest question for most people. Mm-hmm. You may not have such a hard time with it. What is objectively the best movie ever made? It may not be your favorite. You may not even like it. But what is objectively the best film ever made? The best movie ever. It makes a lot of assumptions about what movies are and what they're supposed to do. Yeah, I don't know. That's like really really tough. Probably, uh, probably, I might put La La Land up there. That one's like, that's another one that surprised me too, because I actually avoided that movie for a while, like consciously, because I was like, at the time, I was very opposed to Ryan Gosling, and <laughs> for no reason at all. Yeah, I just thought he was I remember a this phase. You were like, "Oh yeah, Ryan Gosling," and I'm like, 
Yeah. So what, man? I just knew him as like the soy boy in my brain. I don't know if he ever was, but it's like I hate that guy if you ever mention his name around. But then it was like a musical, and I don't really like musicals, so I was like, I'm not gonna watch that movie. And then I, I eventually did, and I was like, snap, like that was crazy good. I, I think saw like it after it won all the Academy Awards or all mm. the Golden Globes, it that's when swept. I was first like, oh, it did really really well. And then mm-hmm. Sarah had gone to see it. And this is like, right. it came out, I don't know when it came out, but it was still in its theatrical run when we had basically first started dating. Mm-hmm. So that was actually, oh, wow. I think that's actually the first movie date we ever went on. Really? Was to go see La La Land. That's a pretty good movie and, date. Because she had talked me into it. I'm like, I don't do musicals. She's like, this is different. You're going to love it. <laughs> and you get that opening sequence and I'm like, are you sure about that? And she goes, no, <laughs> trust me. And oh, it's my favorite ending. So that movie's on my list here for myself. And if I had to give an answer, I'd probably say La La Land too. Because. Yeah. I, it's like really good. Like the acting like across the board is really good. Like the music's good. It's the gorgeous. The cinematography's crazy. Like it looks really nice. You could pause um, it at any point and it just, it's beautiful. Like the pacing's really good. Like that's another thing. I think it was kind of cool because it it had a lot of like retro kind of inspiration. I think for a lot of the style and part of that, I think for the storytelling at least, is like the story spans a lot, like a whole year. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's like old movies where it's like it kind of traces someone's life for like a decade. You know, like it's a wonderful life or. Uh, like Pride and Prejudice or Anne and Green Gables like the whole movie is like a person's lifespan or like a huge chunk of someone's life yeah and I think a lot of movies maybe more recently at least in America are like the whole story is contained in a a small amount of time I guess it depends on the genre but like yeah I thought it was cool that it's like it traces these two, two people's stories over an extended period of time and I thought it was like really human like is really believable like oh yeah the way that it was written and like their motivations and the way that they act and react and uh i don't know i thought it was really i think as far as a movie goes it's it the message was something that was like resonating and relatable and done in like a very like artistic way so i i like that movie a lot mm, such a fantastic answer mm-hmm. i can get behind that all day long yeah, probably that one or Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I will take no that kidding. too. That is a beautiful movie. That's like it is gripping. I think if I had to have one forever, I'd probably just pick Episode Three. Yeah, man. There's some serious tugging at the heartstrings. I mean, that's like the height of Obi Wan and Anakin's <laughs> struggle. You get to laugh at Kiati Mundi. That poor guy, dude. Seriously. He's the Jedi with the super tall cone, like cylinder head. Yeah, you know there's. Like I that know who meme. he is. There's the meme where he's like, "What about the droid attack on the Wookies?" I guess a that's a bit, but literally, yeah. I w- I watched the movie, and uh, no one answers him. <laughs> like, dude, like they're in this Jedi Council meeting. It's all the masters. They're all well respected, and like they're discussing all this stuff, and he just goes, "What about the droid attack on the Wookies?" And no, like, no one replies to him. They just keep talking. And I'm like, 
Man, dude, they gave that guy the short the end of the sauce. stick. That's like snap, bro. Just gets gunned down like a dog. That's <laughs> so sad. I heard a really interesting point that I want to share with you. Mm-hmm. That in Anakin's life, every time he's going through something really, really difficult, and and every time, uh, how is it put? It doesn't matter. These three big watershed moments, all these three big watershed moments in Anakin Skywalker's life, he has been told by the people that they love him. Mm-hmm. And it constantly, he pushed that away every single time. Yeah. He never mom, says the same thing back. With Obi-Wan, with Padme. The last thing, oh, that's what it was. The last thing that anyone, these people had said to him was that they loved him. Mm-hmm. And every single every time, time, he pushed him away. Yeah. And it's brutal. I was I had never put that together that all three of them, the three most meaningful people to him. It's the last thing they said. And Yeah. Yeah. It's just so huge like it's like oh, the man. It's like a major like climactic point in like the whole Star Wars thing, but like it's just so like sad cuz like you see these characters going on these paths that you don't like and you know that they're not going to change their course, but it's just like brutal like you see Anakin keep making these poor decisions and you're like, man, you know? And then like General Grievous is a baller, dude. I'm just, I was 2005, I think. So the movie came out, we went to see it in the theater. Yes, we did. I like, lost my mind. You were he was General cool Grievous nuts for a long I know, time. He's awesome. He's like a robot, but he's like a cyborg. He's a bad guy, but he had like Jedi lightsabers and he had four arms. I was like, what in the world? that's so cool you know a lot of people meme on george lucas that he's not a good like that he needs an editor he needs oversight because if he does whatever he wants then it's no good but i don't think that's completely true yeah it just gets that is imaginative i mean at the end of the day bro like i like star wars man it's like it's kind of like a kid's movie like don't get so angry but it's like really compelling and has some powerful stuff for adults but like it's also a kids movie it's like science fiction man yeah i I don't understand the people that just outright hate on it Mm. and and maybe i haven't watched the sequels enough but every time i walked out of the theater i was never like upset at a plot point Mm. and maybe it's because i as much as i love these movies i've just i can compartmentalize it in my head where i'm like this is star wars because guess what happened at the beginning it had the big star wars thing and they did this the fanfare and the crawl (laughs) it's star wars because it is no matter what you the fans say it Mm. is because it is canon it is written down therefore it is and like i can just say okay well that's what it is i don't i don't have to argue with it yeah a lot of people don't get that (laughs) but yeah probably probably those two i hadn't really ever thought about that question before but, well, it's a it's a real humdinger of an answer. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Matt, this has been a pleasure. It's been so long since we've recorded together. I've really enjoyed this. I know. Me too, bro. Me too. Been a good so, time. Oh, it's been great. Do you have any uh, movie recommendations you'd like to share with the audience? Anything that you're or anything that you're working on that you'd like to share, or um, even just recommend in any way? Let me think here. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really been watching any movies or shows or anything. Actually, I guess I've watched uh me and me and my girlfriend have watched the first Narnia movie and halfway through the second Narnia movie. It was like surprisingly really good. I haven't read the books, so I'd like to read the books now, but hmm. um Yeah, you've like seen I more the second the first... one than I have. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen the second one before. It's just kind of cool to see it for the first time. But Narnia 1 is like, it's a sweet movie, man. It's aged like super well. Yeah, it's not bad. Because it's like an old movie, man. Like, I don't even know when it came out, but it's old, man. Uh, It's like pre-2010s. Yeah, let's see. And it looks really good. Like, uh, Aslan. Mm -hmm. Like CG, but it looks like really good and like the story's fun i don't know i like that movie a lot so maybe maybe just uh for a recommendation go watch narnia or something 2005 2005 just 16 years that's all (laughs) yeah good grief yikes all right well matt it's been a pleasure thank you so much hey absolutely I had an awful lot of fun recording that episode. We, Like I said, we recorded that uh, probably about three weeks ago, which you're probably wondering, you haven't posted anything in three weeks. Why didn't you post it three weeks ago? Uh, it's because I had other things I wanted to do. Why are you asking me questions? Um, I'm sorry. I love you. Please don't stop listening to this. Um, I really enjoyed this podcast. It's It's been fun to talk to Matt. Uh, I'm sure you guys have missed him a lot more than I have. You've been dealing with me for a long time. Um, The best movie I watched this past week, uh, well, I was at camp this past week, so it's only been about four days since I've been back. Uh, The best movie I've seen in those four days, though, has been uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers from 1956. It's a really classy, uh, scary movie. I guess it'd be classified as horror back in the day, but I guess now it'd be nothing more than a thriller. Um, it's really neat. It's uh, I like old black and white movies because their shot composition is really neat, the way that they frame their shots. And because there's no color, they have to bring life to the images on screen. And so they do a lot of neat things with like light and shadows, and they get really creative with their shot selection. So it was really fun to watch. It's a neat story. Uh, it reminds me of this Stephen King quote where he says that true terror is coming home to find everything that you own replaced with an exact replica. Um, if you don't know what the movie's about, you should watch it. It's for free to stream on Amazon Prime. Very cool. Um, this past week, I met, well, met, I, I caught up with uh, someone I go to camp with who caught me and told me he listens to the podcast and respects it a lot. So a uh, shout out to Micah. I appreciate you tuning in and listening to me talk. Um, let's see. I don't think there's much else. I'm going to try to be better again about recording and posting. Um, I've got some neat stuff to talk about in the future, so no worries there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it a lot. Um, if you love the show, share it with someone you love. If you hate the show... Share it with someone you hate. And until next time. Been gangster, man.